it was proved in uh, February 2013 when a similar court that we had set up and met over five months forced Pope Benedict out of office along with three cardinals who were all named in our indictment. So people can pretend that's all a big coincidence, but it's definitely because we put out all the evidence internationally about his complicity in crimes against children, satanic rituals, all of the evidence that we had gathered over many years. Now, the now, present guy, Pope Francis, is even more implicated in this stuff. And what's happened is the court that convicted Ratzinger in 2013 is now re- uh, establishing itself and last Monday November 1st they issued an arrest warrant and order against Bergoglio to appear in court in September the Vatican signed a deal with China whereby the Chinese government gets to help appoint the Catholic bishops in China that's never been done before anywhere and the Vatican Bank just received a two billion dollar gift from the government in uh, the Chinese government in return for underwriting a lot of their new military hardware and their industry and that so Basically, China is shifting allegiance. Carbon-60, or C-60, first gained notoriety back in 2012 from a study that increased the lifespan of rats by a whopping 90%. Since that breakthrough study, scientists have conducted thousands of studies showing C-60 not only has a very real potential extending lifespan, but it also has been shown to be better than any other substance ever studied to reduce inflammation, eliminate free radicals, provide powerful antioxidants, and more. After the famous rat study, scientists at Live Longer Labs realized a human, not industrial, formula needed to be made. That's when they set out to be the first lab in the world to focus on what is best for human consumption of C60. This led Live Longer Labs to pioneer a high-quality, 99.9% .9 pure C60 refined without solvents in oils that work best for humans, and that is black seed oil. Look it up yourself. Black seed oil has been known as the universal healer for millennia, and more modern studies confirmed its benefits as a potent antioxidant and for anti-inflammation. Simply, it's not like other oils. It's better. To try this amazing product, go to sarahwestall.com under shop. Remember, members of Ebeneer save 10%, and all listeners can save 5% using the coupon found at sarahwestall.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have the great Kevin Annette coming back to the program, and we're going to talk about what's going on with the international court, the common law court that is looking at Pope Francis. One thing that we talk about is that these international courts, the way that that was established, is legal under international law. And this is something that people don't want you to know, is that we have rights under international law when things are really corrupt, when the people aren't following the law in your own country. You have the right to establish courts and do common law international courts. And different countries, the finding of that court, a different country can follow up on it and arrest them on that indictment. So these are legit courts. That's how they got Pope Benedict and why he ultimately stepped down because of this criminal court, this international court. And he's going to talk about it and the importance of that. And Pope Francis is planning on going to Canada, you know, all those those uh, child graves, mass graves. And the Indian communities, the Native American communities up in Canada have bonded together and are saying if he comes up, they're going to arrest him. They're going to work to get him arrested. And he is not invited. He's not wanted. He's not welcomed to this place to where, I mean, he's going to apologize for the, the deaths 
of these children while he's still doing all these criminal activities. So you, this is a, it's sometimes this stuff is hard to listen to, but this is so important that people know what this is, what's going on here, because these actions and these behaviors of people in leadership positions around the world is so important for people to know. That's part of this waking up process. Before we get into this, I want to tell you about a couple articles that I wrote over the last couple of days. I've kind of been really nose to the grindstone here, and I've been writing some articles. And one is the tsunami of mRNA injuries, and this is the title of it. It's a tsunami of mRNA injuries have begun and are flooding ERs across America. And that's true. And I listed a bunch of different sources and quotes from people who work in the hospitals. And you'll see that this it's just overwhelming. The mass media, of course, isn't covering it. And independent outlets are covering it when they get the information because it's very tight-lipped in these hospitals. So now we're it's becoming so overwhelming that we're learning about it. At the same time, they're firing people in mass who aren't getting the shots. And we don't want them getting shots because this is, you know, the injuries are from the shots. But so this is all happening in the hospitals. So we know that these mRNA injuries are piling up. There's also another funeral director that has come forward in the UK. And he's talking about how this time of year, it's not, he's just getting flooded with new bodies. And he also talked about how there are 10 times the rate of dead newborns than there typically are. Uh, this is just, you know, it's all coming. The warnings that we've been given from top scientists and doctors around the world, it's its all happening, guys, and that's what we're dealing with now. And we're just going to have to, hopefully this wakes up others to not, to not jab their kids. And on that front, I have a really positive development I wrote about, and that's the Rabbinical Court Decrees mRNA Jab absolutely forbidden for children, adolescents, young men, and women. We had Dr. Malone and Thomas Rents and, you know, all the, the top people going in. They've been trying to talk to everybody to get them not to get the jab, but especially these children, my gosh. And the Israeli people have just been nailed. I mean, we know that there are a lot of um, Jewish people that are part of this new world order, you know, the top elite banker deal, but they do not, the regular Jewish people, the regular Israelis, they are getting nailed. So when we talk about conspiracy theories, we have to be careful because it really doesn't apply to, I mean, this is just such an obvious example how it's not like a broad brush to paint everybody in the Israel or the Jewish community because these people are just being nailed. They want to wipe them out. And, uh, you know, and also the, the cult, this devolved pagan cult has infiltrated everywhere, not just the Jewish community. They're in the Christian, they're in the Muslim, they're in everywhere. And this is what we're dealing with. But this rabbinical court, it's like God telling them not to jab your kids. It's so great. So if you go to my website, and look for that article. It's also going to be in my newsletter. So that reminds me, go sign up for my newsletter because I'm always posting really important articles that I find. Or if I, no one else has written one the way that I want it to be written or I want to get data out there, then I write them too. And I guess this, I just get a wave of 
motivation. I don't know. And I will write articles. And so these articles, I think are really important that I want to get around. And, and please, when you see this stuff, please share, please share my work because it's really hard to get it out there. I'm so censored. It's just incredible how much I'm censored. So again, go to sarahwestall.com and uh, sign up for my newsletter. And while you're there, please visit my shop page and um, support my affiliates because that's how I pretty much support my show, that and my membership, although I don't have very many members now that uh, after I was kicked off Patreon. So it's a combination. I'm leaning more on my affiliates than my membership because I lost so many of them. And that's okay. I'm going to keep pushing because this is the most important thing that we have to do right now. And there isn't anything more important than this. And before we get into this interview with Kevin Annette, I want to remind people that Kevin was people who don't know who he was, who he is. There is a documentary about his work. He was a priest and he realized all these things that were going on and just started fighting the system. And he, you gotta, you gotta listen to his documentary and read about him. He's such a great man. He's been persecuted by the powers that be for, you know, probably two decades now, I think. But he was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize three times. Of course, he's not going to win it because he's going against the powers that be. But he's he's a really incredible person, and he's never wavered from what he stands for and what he goes for. But, of course, people have tried to smear him so much. It's just incredible. And you know when they're over the target, when they pay attention to you. And we talk about that a little bit in this interview and anyways, this is a good conversation. And like many others that I have with Kevin Annette, it's, it's an important one. So let's get into this conversation with Kevin Annette. Hi, Kevin. Welcome back to the program. Hi, Sarah. It's been a while. Thank you. Oh, I always enjoy talking to you. You always have an amazing amount of information to share with us. You have a common law court proceeding or ruling that came down on Pope, Pope Francis can you talk about that? Because people are, you know, they, they wonder, is this legit? Is it real? It is legit. Can you talk about how that is international law and it is legit? Well, it was proved in uh, February 2013 when a similar court that we had set up and met over five months forced Pope Benedict out of office, along with three cardinals who were all named in our indictment. So people can pretend that's all a big coincidence, but it's definitely because we put out all the evidence internationally about his complicity in crimes against children, satanic rituals, all of the evidence that we had gathered over many years. Now, the present guy, Pope Francis, is even more implicated in this stuff. And what's happened is that the court that convicted Ratzinger in 2013 is now re-establishing uh, itself. And last Monday, November 1st, they issued an arrest warrant and order against Bergoglio to appear in court. And this is based on uh, some evidence we'll be talking about today. But um, what's really interesting is that's at the same time, literally less than 48 hours before that order came, Joe Biden shows up in Rome and does this incredibly disgusting, you know, fawning all over the Pope, which is against the Constitution, of course. Presidents are not supposed to do that publicly. I mean, remember Jack Kennedy was a devout Catholic, but he never talked about the Pope or went to Rome or did anything. He, he kept that strict separation, church and state. Well, now uh, we don't think it's a coincidence that Biden showed up to kind of give a character reference to this guy who's now subpoenaed to appear before a war crimes trial. 
So, you know, it, it's all part of that same game going on that, you know, church and state rubbing each other's back, right? Is that a good character reference to have Joe Biden coming there? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to the world, you know, to the world, well, the U.S. president, right? Um, but what, what it, you know, his uh, disgustingly kind of um, adulating behavior towards Bigolio is way out of line you know watching his behavior it kind of struck me like in the movie the manchurian candidate you know the the presidential hopeful who's being programmed by the yeah. corporation to be their puppet i mean his behavior was bizarre and i think there could be that at work but what i do know is that uh, what i think is responsible is in september the vatican signed a deal with china whereby the Chinese government gets to help appoint the Catholic bishops in China. That's never been done before anywhere. And the Vatican Bank just received a $2 billion gift from the government, in uh, the Chinese government, in return for underwriting a lot of their new military hardware and their industry and that. So basically, China is shifting allegiance, because that's where most of the Catholics in the world are anyway, Asia, Africa, Latin America. Um, and Biden is very worried about that. So I think that was kind of part of the reason as well he went over there so quickly right in the past the royals the kings the you know monarchies were very controlled by the vatican in fact they got to the point back in you know 15 1600s where they pretty much controlled all of the monarchs how would you uh, how would you say that they control the leadership today is it like that still and it's just not a, i mean what's really going on there money <laughs> I mean, well, is it just money i mean is it do they control it yeah. like they i know they don't have the same amount of power but how much power do they have or is it similar just behind the behind the scenes it, it's at every level of course i mean georgetown university it's a jesuit university where all, a lot of the politicians are trained right um it's that close to home the it, it, certainly it's money you know i was being semi-facetious there it's a lot more than that but that they when i was in italy the I, a senator there told me how every political party in Europe is funded out of the Vatican Bank. I mean, they're all on the payroll. And it's kind of like the Chinese in America. They're funding major politicians. And, um, but it's more than that. It's a deeper kind of control that religion has over people's minds, especially the Church of Rome. And, um, you know, it, it, it's a kind of whole mixture of things we've talked about before, about the whole history of of that institution, right? They, they're doing a whole mind war psyop, or it's just a play, plain old mind war on us. And that's what we're experiencing right now. It's so good that you're pushing back and showing people what leadership really is about. And these courts, these common law courts, it's international law to be able to do this. So can you explain yeah. what this court is and why it's legal and what you are accusing Francis of? Okay, well, it's it's completely lawful. Under international law, citizens can set up their own, they're called tribunals of conscience. They can establish their own courts and the verdicts of that court can be acted on by any other court. So in other words, the reason Ratzinger is still hiding out in the Vatican, he, know, he knows that any European court can issue an arrest warrant based on the evidence that we, we produced. And in fact, it was the Spanish government threatening that against Benedict that is the reason he resigned. Six days before he resigned, they said, you could face arrest if you come to Spain. So these common law court verdicts are very powerful. 
They just don't want the average Joe Blow to know that because then people get empowered by that, right? So there's this, it's interesting, there's this whole big new smear campaign against me in the major corporate media, which I consider a sign of great success. Reuters and uh, US World Today have been attacking me as a conspiracy theorist, of course, um, but they've ignored me for over a dozen years and now suddenly they feel they need to do it. So we're obviously pulling the beast tail a bit, um, but the, the count on which, uh, the court is trying Bergoglio is it's a regular court, um, you know, that's convened with a panel of judges, a citizen prosecutor. I'm working with the prosecutor's office and I've seen these, the indictment against him. It's really almost beyond belief. Some of this stuff, not only the ninth circle ritual activities that he's been involved in ever since he was an archbishop in Argentina, these sacrificial cults. But for example, he, there's a whole case, against him based on the fact that he personally has been approving the use of children from Catholic schools, hospitals, orphanages in drug testing experiments. Um, they've got a long $5 billion investment history with Pfizer. Um, a lot of these drug companies go back to the Nazi era where they were working very closely with the Catholic church. The, you know, we found that out in the, re the research into the residential schools and hospitals in Canada and America that uh, a lot of big drug companies fund the churches and in exchange they get children to use in their drug testings. Um, so there's a whole case about him and, the, and Big Pharma. There's also evidence, strong evidence, that he uh, has been involved in the killing of eyewitnesses in Argentina to what he was doing there. Because in about 12 years, he went from being a lowly priest to heading the whole Jesuit order in Argentina. And that's because of his whole role with the military junta uh, who were killing tens of thousands of Argentines back in the 1980s. So he's got his blood in his hands over that. And he, apparently people who've died in Argentina, he's been implicated in, in arranging that through his people still in the church in Argentina. I mean, those are two examples of, of some of the stuff, uh, you know, that he's charged with. So there's orphanage, there was an orphanage or orphans that were involved in AIDS research under Fauci. Could he, was he involved in that one as well? Because he was? Well, I mean, I, I'm not saying yes, definitely, I mean, but okay. it's likely that you see the Vatican hands are everywhere. I mean, if you follow the money, we found even there was a, uh, a researcher, a former FBI computer hacker who lives in Jacksonville, Florida. Two years ago, he came to us and said he discovered while working on the job that half of the Internet porn can be traced to two Vatican bank owned companies. And he, found, uh, he got immediately targeted by the uh, archbishop in Jacksonville. He he got his family was destroyed. He was evicted, you know, similar to what they they try to do on me. Uh, classic response to a, a threatening whistleblower. So this is the example of, you know, you scratch anywhere and the Vatican appears, you know, in all of these things. Right. Well, if you're a legit whistleblower, then they really attack you. If you are just a crazy nut job, they just ignore you or whatever, you know. Right. But exactly. <laughs> but if you're legit. That's when you start seeing uh, articles on you because they're not going to write a serious article about somebody who's just this wacko conspiracy theorist. They wouldn't waste their time. Absolutely. So that's why uh, it's encouraging that I'm getting all this good publicity from Reuters and these other news services that are going after me now, right? Yeah, because they just wouldn't waste their time. Okay, so, you know, the more you research um, the, the Pope, if you will, he, they're really devolved pagans, right? It's paganism that's been, that's devolved. I mean, a couple thousand years ago, 
it was more advanced than it is now. I mean, they've taken this and just turned it into a completely devolved situation. And they're, they're trying to use the church as one of the pillars to control everyone. They've done this. This is historical precedence as that's what they've done. But now they're doing it and they're devolved. Right. I mean, you can trace the Vatican directly to uh, the Roman emperor worship cult. And, you know, Vatican actually means serpent, divining serpent, uh, built on the grounds of the uh, Emperor Caligula. The, the titles of the Pope were the, were the titles of the Roman Emperor, uh, you know, yep. Pontifex Maximus, the great bridge between heaven and earth. Uh, you know, so I mean, all of the pagan language and Roman language is there. It's really, it's not a Christian church at all, because they believe that a man is the head of the church, not Christ. Even as titled, uh, Bakari Christi means the one who replaces Christ. And popes continually say, I am Christ on earth. I mean, it's that kind of pagan emperor worship, idol worship going on. Yeah, but it's worse than even what they were like. I mean, they've, because we know that the Vatican, it's very well documented that they, when you watch um, historical or you read historical accounts of how they controlled the different monarchs, they're doing the same thing today, but they're using a more sophisticated, we got more science, we got more sophistication, and they're just using that to control people. Well, it's the perfect corporate system to do it because it's like the Vatican Bank is a secret society. You can't know their assets or see the books or know who's on their board of directors. Uh, It's one of the chief money laundering institutions in the world. They figure about two thirds of all the money in the world goes through the Vatican Bank or the Bank for International Settlements in Geneva. And so they've got tremendous resources and they're, they're funding a lot of this whole corporatocracy that's taken over the planet, right? They, they are. Okay, so what other developments have you seen since you've been doing this? Because I know you there's a lot going on there. There is, but I, I do want to mention something that is actually going to be news tomorrow. It was a little sneak preview. Uh, Native nations in Canada have come out and said that they support the arrest warrant and they will help arrest him if it comes to their territory. So they're telling Bergoglio, stay out of our, our countries, uh, the different nations, because Bergoglio has announced he's going to Kamloops, British Columbia, where that mass grave oh. was exposed back uh, in May. And there's a whole story about that I'll tell you about, but um, he's announced he's going to go there and, um, you know, apologize, issue an apology. Now, of course, that's a legal uh, technique you use, so you don't have to be held accountable when you issue an apology. But um, the point is that he's going back to the scene of the crime that where the Catholic Church murdered and medically experimented on generations of children. So the people around Kamloops, as well as eight other indigenous nations in Canada said, you're not welcome here. If you come, we're going to help arrest you and hand you it over to the court. There's going to be a, a release about that coming out tomorrow morning, and I'll, I'll send that to you. How could, yeah, I'd like to see that. How could a mass murderer, you know, let's say a serial rapist or whatever they are, just say, oh, I'm sorry, they go kill somebody. Oh, issue apology, then do it again, issue apology. How can an issued apology have any weight whatsoever in law if they, if, uh, you know, for crimes like that? Because an apology doesn't mean apology under the law. You look it up in the dictionary. What does it mean? Look up the word apology. It says to defend one's actions or the actions of another. That's nothing to do with saying, I'm sorry. It's an apologetic is to argue in defense of something. So when you're saying 
you see it's the double think in the English language. People hear apology and they think, oh, they're sorry, that's good. Things will be different now. No, apology under law means we didn't do anything wrong. We're not sorry for it. We're off the hook. And that's why the apology always proceeds uh, like in Canada. They issue an apology in 2008 in Parliament, and then nobody's prosecuted. If there was a genuine apology in the way we understand it, people would then be on trial. We're going to make it better. But no, it's to, it's to indemnify themselves legally, and that's what he's going to do, right? But he's going to get a bad reception if he shows up because people are ready to arrest him. They're warrior societies. I've talked to them. They are getting ready no, we to confront the guy. Well, he needs to be confronted. We need to change these, these words because average people, when yeah. the law is done in such a way that average people can't understand it because it's all with symbols and codes that mean the opposite of what, or just don't mean anything, that means it needs to be changed because law, common law or law, should be common law is better but law should be or that runs society should be done in a way that the average person understands it it shouldn't be that complicated right if that was if it was serving the people but it serves various elites and um you know what is clear about this it's like when you when you involve the quote queen of england these people consider themselves uh sovereign in the sense that no law applies to them only their own law applies to them Nobody can touch them. But that's not true. Under international law, any individual can be tried for war crimes, any head of state, any head of a church. So he's liable as Jorge Bergoglio, the individual, for being arrested and tried. And they know it. That's why Ratzinger's still hiding out. Yeah, exactly. They're just people. The Queen of England is just a person. The Pope Francis is just a person. That's right. And people have, that's why idol worship is wrong in um, Christianity or in other religions that are connected to God and, and actually think about what all this stuff really means because you then turn a person to be an, a person to be something more than they really are. And then they're open to commit crimes and do things that are above God's law or the law of nature. Well, that's why corporations were created in the first place. They were created in Rome around the same time that Catholic, as a matter of fact, the Catholic Church was the first corporation in history, history of Europe. And a corporation, you know, the LTD, a limited, it means your liability is limited. It means normally as a human being, you have unlimited liability. You are liable for anything you do to another. But when you're a corporate officer, you're not. You can commit crime and hide behind the shield of the corporation. They can't touch you. That's how, what every ruler relies on. But if you step outside their corporate system, and as you say, under common law, try them as a man or woman, they are totally liable. And that's why they always hide behind their titles and the institution, right? Well, I do believe in a certain amount of protection for people who are running companies because you're just, I ran a company for a while and I know why well, I still am, but they, they go after you for things that you aren't responsible for to destroy your company. So there okay. has to be a way to um, make sure you're not liable. But at the same time, I totally agree with you. If you're doing criminal activity, you should not be able to hide That's behind. Yeah. That's the point. You're talking about kind of on an economic front, financially, right? Those yes. are certain safeguards. But that's totally different than criminal law where people are being harmed, right? There's That's civil exactly right. There's civil law, criminal law, okay? tort law applies to like businesses, right? And you work things out, you know, you settle and you work it out. But criminal law is on a different ground. And that's why when the residential school lawsuits began, they weren't in the whole sphere of criminal law. The civil law, it's like, 
these children, uh, they're not really human beings anyway. Yeah, they were killed, but you can compensate by giving them some money and apology, like their objects, like their property, right? Like it, like money will ever compensate for the death of somebody you love. It doesn't matter. Not. Yeah, no. nothing. So yeah, this is, I'm so glad that you're out there fighting and just being a role model. Now, what, what do you have? You gave us two examples on Francis, and I guess we don't need to hear a laundry list of everything that he's done, but what has he done since he's been the Pope? Because I know he, he didn't stop since he came from Argentina. He uh, has presided at Ninth Circle Coven Rituals in, in at least two countries in Europe, from eyewitnesses. Uh, he's ordered the uh, death of eyewitnesses in Argentina who could soil his reputation. He has been uh, in a um, financially compromised situation with uh, Maxime Zoriega, who's the Queen of the Netherlands who's Argentine and has dirt on him and she, he's been paying her off basically, according to, uh, again, insiders and reporters in, in uh, the Netherlands. Um, he has uh, personally absolved over 10,000 Catholic priests who were convicted of, of rape, or of raping children, just a mass absolution. And I mean, to give an example, when he was in America the last time, he praise this Junipero Serra. He was a Catholic missionary in California in the 1800s who worked to death over 100,000 Aboriginal people, men, women, and children on their plantations. And Bergoglio gets up in Congress and says, we are inspired by his zeal. This is a mass murderer. And he's openly applauding this guy. That's a crime, you know? That's like, you know, it, it, know people are going to jail in Germany for Holocaust denial, right? For um, applauding the Nazis. Well, he just applauded one of his mass killers. And there's Joe Biden patting him on the back and saying, go for it, man. Like, I mean, all of that is, is crime against humanity, right? Well, and we're watching the biggest crime against humanity unfold right now with the mRNA shots and everything else going down. In Canada, you, you guys, well, we're, we're trying to catch up to you. We're doing our best down here, but you in Canada are not, it's not that great up there. What That's is horrible. going, it's really bad. So what's going on up there right now? Well, you know, it isn't just that, you know, I often say to people, so the government brings in a, an order. It's not even a statute. It's not even passed by a quarter of parliament or legislature. It's just, you know, it's BS. somebody saying do it and everybody jumps being Canadian. They all tend to jump. It's the attitude and the feeling among people is just such surrender and hopelessness by and large. I mean, there's, there's examples of, of, of you know, revolt. For example, in Ontario, a few weeks ago, there's a big protest by the police and firemen and then they said, we're not Good taking mandatory shots. And they've actually forced the Ontario government to pull back a bit and say, okay, health workers now don't have to take it. But the whole tendency is it's a country where it's ruled by decree. Uh, you know, some health official says, do this and everybody is suspected to do it, even though it's unlawful and unwarranted and all that. So there, you know, we tried for over the last year and a half to set up these Republic assemblies outside crown jurisdiction and they went for a while and then they all either got destroyed through sabotage or people just dropping away in fear because you know we'd pass our own laws saying these covid measures are outlawed and nobody would enforce it they were too afraid to do it right so they, do, they don't learning. understand their own power they just don't no. understand and that's why you are a great leader in this people don't understand they can step forward and assert their own authority in the United States, we're making huge progress, I think. And I think our last election was pretty big progress. I think the Go Brandon, you know, everybody's heard of Go Brandon. 
that's that's a huge indicator you know the fact that this is these songs that are written are number ones in the country and nobody likes joe biden they're clamping down though they're doubling down on their mandates but they had to push everything back to january 4th um the er's are swamped with vaccine injured people and they're trying to keep that information under wraps i just wrote an article and published it essentially that more of us have to keep getting that out there, but they're losing against the people. It's the, it's the powers that be the political elite against the people and the people are winning in the United States. You're speaking like an American and you were raised with the idea that, you know, the government is accountable to us, that we are self-governing people. Uh, Canadians have never had that idea. You know, we're, we're raised with this expression in school. You're a subject of the crown. You obey that's you, and then you'll be taken care of. I mean, that's the Canadian mentality. So to say, you know, um, we'd often quote from the U.S. Constitution and our assemblies, and they'd go, "Well, that, how can we do that? We can't. They don't get we can't it. Can't tell the government what to do. You know, they don't. There is that. It's like talking to somebody who's had a lobotomy, right? Well, that's very difficult, and that's why the United States is such an important pillar to keep up in the world because it's something that people can point to it almost needs to be education for everybody to live in an environment like this so they can understand what it means a lot of people in the united states a lot of the kids are struggling to understand it i mean we have a half and half situation here and more and more people are learning and it's kind of interesting because the whole democrat republican thing is going away which thank god it needs to for this issue it's too important more and more people raising yeah, realizing. I also find too that um, the whole Chinese influence, it's a big factor in Canada. China is, is rapidly taking over the whole country. They've got the West Coast now, um, you know, and their sites are aimed on America too, right? Yeah, very much. Yep. So, and they have no tradition of common law of self-governance. It's the emperor worship, right? Basically, um, like in Canada, right? That's the, the, the crown authority, it, it's just, where the buck stops and nobody can challenge it really they just don't understand it so the people just don't understand it and so it it needs to be taught freedom is a concept that we take for granted and other people just don't understand what freedom is i know there's been you know people who've been slaves their whole life and then they've been released after they you know in their 20s or 30s they can't they don't know how to be free it's kind of like in the matrix where they aren't the red pill. They can't get somebody out of the matrix in the movie. If they're too old, their mind can't handle it. You know how there's that, that scene in the matrix. That's really yeah. what it's like. Your mind can't, right. you just can't get, get there mentally. I think that's why people can't get there that the government could be trying to hurt its own citizens in mass. I think that's a hard concept for people to, they just can't get that. That's true. And, uh, but at the same time, when you look at how does the economy work? I mean, it's, it makes total sense that the, 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 there's no health industry. It's a sickness industry. Doctors need people oh, to absolutely. stay sick because that's how, where their bread and butter is. Um, if it was a society where they were only paid once people are cured, then, then there'd be a lot less sick people, but you need to create a market for the new drugs. So that's why so many people are in ER now who took it. They got to keep people more and more sick and dependent for the new drug coming out. It's this market economy logic, right? So yeah, none of this should surprise people if they look honestly at what they're in, right? Well, and there's a difference. This is why it's not rational because that's a rational explanation yeah. of what's going on. All, as sick mm-hmm. as it is, it's rational because we need sick people to make money and to keep you guys going. 
But the depopulation agenda where they want people to die isn't rational. You know, it's just not rational. There isn't, they feel that they need to do this because their God says so. And they, the world's going to come to an end if they right. don't fix the population problem. Now, don't forget, people are crazy at the top. Like that's what you find when societies yes. are falling apart. People at the top are the ones who are the most dissociated and nutty, right? Because that they only see their own closed reality. But uh, there's a whole um, destructive aspect of this that I think um, is, it's almost like people want this whole thing to come down. There's almost like a death wish operating, you know? Um, and I see that at every level, you know, people are almost resigned to it collapsing. And maybe this is a way unconsciously to bring it down. Like they're making all these decisions that, that don't make any sense, you know? Well, and I don't know if it's unconscious. I mean, well, my husband said something the other day, you know, the, the Stanford experiment, the prison guard experiment. Right. He thinks that part of, and I think he's right, part of what's going on now too are the people who are caught up in the power that they have and that whole prison guard phenomena. And, you know, because in Thailand, somebody, I told them about this in Thailand where the kids were who tested positive in the school, which I don't even know what kind of test they use, but they tested positive. They're putting them in camps, essentially COVID camps. And um, until they get better, apparently it's just big warehouses where they have beds that are too, uh, they're COVID camps and they started doing this. And, you know, that's where he said, well, God, this is just like the Stanford prison guard thing. And I think there's a combination of that where they're fueling that environment. And then people are mentally, they have a psychosis and they can't, they can't judge their own self and realize that that's what they're doing. Right now. Don't forget too, we found in the, uh, the whole satanic ritual investigation that's been going on for years, people who are doing these ritual crimes may not actually be saying this, but they think they are. And they know that the fear of that keeps people in line. You find that on Indian reservations. It's why so many children are trafficked by the chiefs because that's how you keep everyone in line if you think your child could be grabbed the next day, right? Mm. Um, so it's the fear whereby the few can rule the many. And you have to keep everybody ramped up in a state of fear as we know all the time. So the first really resistance action is to step out of that fear, step out of their whole world and be with your children and be on the land and, and do real things, you know, enough. that reinforce your humanity, right? Yeah, this is enough. We are going to do what's important. We're going to focus on our family and our children yeah. and yeah. grow our food or deal, you know, work with others that can have food and, and just do the normal, be a human being and yeah. say, I am not going to participate in that BS. And I see more and more people doing that. You know, they're trying to create communities and things like that. But I think we can do that just people in suburbs and cities. Everybody, everybody at once can just say enough, just enough, let go. Yeah. I think if, uh, imagine the power of people doing that. If everyone who goes to these protests did exactly that, pulled out of the system, stopped paying taxes, stopped voting, doing the whole bit, right? And just re- you know, uh, that song, beautiful poem that Langston Hughes wrote in the 30s, he said, um, we have to make America again, right? It's yes. like we have to take back and redeem the country from people running it. And and that's that starts in your own family, your own neighborhood, and the way you think and act, right? And we have to redeem ourselves in the sense of we have to be honest with the type of people who've been leading this country and who've been leading the world for a long period of time. We have to be honest with ourselves that these people have been crazy and that we we've promoted 
the worst of us to lead. And we have to be honest about that. That's right. And that's a spiritual act. When you take responsibility yourself and quit blaming other people for the problem all the time. Uh, there's a really beautiful poem by Walt Whitman, right? And he, he talks about America's you and me, all of the, all the good, all the evil, all the wars, all the liberty, everything. It's all us. It comes from us. And we get the leaders that we deserve because if we let those people govern us, who, who is there to blame but ourselves, right? That's exactly right. And we can't ignore the past, but we can't, we, we can't ignore the past and we can't re-make uh, up the history either, which is what they're trying to do now. Like in the United States, they're trying to get rid yep. of our, it's like, no, let's take it all in. And that's part of what you're saying. Be honest yep. with yourself. You gotta, you gotta admit it all. Like pulling down the statues of like Confederate generals and that, or, you know, like they do that in Canada all the time, right? I saw a disgusting example of that. The guy who led our attempted revolution in Canada, uh, William Lyon Mackenzie in 1837, he had his house. He was exiled into America after his rebellion against the British crown failed. He lived in New York for a while, but they had a statue for him and his house in Toronto. They've now boarded up the house and they put this politically correct mural of a black woman on front of his house. Oh, geez. And it's like, let's erase the memory of this Republican patriot, William Lyon McKenzie, and put a politically correct image because you can't object to that or you're a racist. Like, it's quite brilliant the way they do it, right? Well, the sad part is, okay, you can put that up because fine, that's good. That's part of our history. But don't erase another part of our history. Add to our history. If that's we're miss, point. if we got holes in it, add yeah. to it. Like in the United yeah. States, they want, you know, the they want to start our what in 1614 project or whatever it is we do have a lot of presidents before Wa george washington we had a whole yeah. slew of presidents, and we aren't taught that we should be taught what happened to build up before george washington that needs to happen but that doesn't mean you cover up our founders either. you know you got to just get a richer history that's right. Yeah. But that's common sense, right? Yeah. And embracing your own shadow, looking at our, what it means to be, you know, the good and bad in all of us in collectively and individually. And why can't, you know, if you repress that, it gets worse, right? That's exactly right. You got to face it. That's what facing your own demons is, is all about. So what else do you need to tell us that I haven't had you on for a while and I can't let you go without you giving us all the information that you have. What else do you have to share with us today? Well, it's this whole stuff with Bergoglio and the arrest warrant against him and, and the, the, the common law court trial that's going to begin by the new year about all of these crimes he's involved in. It's, again, the tip of the iceberg of a whole thing we've been working on for many years. But our focus of actually for the last couple of years has been in Canada and other places, this whole COVID police state. And of course, that's you know, being the big campaign for a lot of us. But I, I say to people, this is nothing new. I mean, for example, if you're an Indian living on a reservation, mandatory vaccinations have been the law since 1874. You can't refuse a shot in the army, you go to jail, um, you know, on a reservation. So it's like they're taking those same Indian Act repressive laws and now applying it to all of us. And like you said, you have to know the past and the genocide because it's going to affect you if you don't. Absolutely. And, and so we've been trying to make those links between my early part of my campaign and this whole battle now against the COVID police state, which has helped our work tremendously because after COVID came in, we probably had a 10 or 20 fold increase in the number of people getting involved, but they didn't sustain it because they didn't have enough education. A lot of them were new. 
the politics and they they didn't understand and they were overwhelmed quickly. So we're doing a lot of things like, you know, common law training workshops. Um, we've got common law sheriffs in place who are defending people on the ground. We're setting up uh, agriculture-based communities. I was just up on the other day and picking potatoes for my meal, which was really nice. I mean, just being on the earth, rallying yeah, families yeah. in that way. So we had a lot like that going on kind of off the radar, um, but it, it all kind of comes together. All these things are related because it's about this war of extermination against the human race that the corporatocracy has launched, right? Well, we need to do another Nuremberg uh court right we need to do the nuremberg 2.0 but we can't wait for the un and united states and all these other people to do it because those are the people that they're but those are the people that we're going to be putting in these these court trials right we need to do probably just like you did here we need to do a common law international trial nuremberg 2.0 that is done properly under international law, and we need to move forward with it. That's what we need to do. And we can use your model of going after, you know, the popes as this Nuremberg 2.0. We have to go forward with this. As long as we're doing it under international law, it's legit, it's valid, and we need to move forward. Because we can't wait for the people who are the actual criminals. They're not going to do it themselves. No. They keep trying to co-opt it all the time, right? Like, you know, that whole thing about the mass graves that I mentioned earlier in last May, um, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police went in and started destroying yet another gravesite of these children. And some of the people on the band council there blew the whistle on it. And so the government moved in quickly to make it look like, oh no, we're really trying to do a dig and find out what happened, even though they'd been, they weren't allowed to talk about that issue at all up to that point right? Mm-hmm. We published a list in 2008 showing where all these mass graves were. And of course it was buried. So now they're doing this big spin operation, but the very people who buried the children, the, the Mounties and the Catholic church are in there saying, they're not saying what they're finding. They're not laying charges. They're not doing forensic examination of the bones, anything. They're just, it's just a total blackout. And now Bogolio is going to come in and put the, the, the kiss of death on it by just saying, oh, it's all resolved. Now we apologize. So that whole thing about the mass graves is an example of how it can really get out of hand. They're always trying to co-opt and control. And our answer is, no, we need our own investigations. The native tribes around there have said, not only is the Pope not welcome here and we'll get arrested if he comes to our territory, but we're going to do our own digs. And we're doing that with them. They were doing their own investigations, publishing the evidence independently, like we did at Brantford in 2011. That's what needs to happen, because why would you have the criminals, the ones responsible for the crimes, do the own investigation? That makes no sense. You have a serial, you have the Nazis for World War II, and you bring in Hitler and his gang and say, okay, do the investigation. What you guys do wrong? I mean, that's how absurd this is. Totally. And as a matter of fact, the whole Nazi connection is really important because they're the ones who brought over a lot of the early mind control experiments. I know. The MKUltra stuff in the 50s was based on Nazi research and not Nazi drug companies like Bayer, Pfizer, all of those had Nazi origins and they're always being in bed with the Vatican and various governments. Well, it's not just the Nazis. It's the also the Japanese. Right, yeah. um, they had, yeah, they had a big bioweapons right. research and that just wasn't public until it was public, but not really. And they just didn't even t- do anything with those guys. They just completely brought them into the fold. Yeah. 
Well, they they uh, they brought over those Nazi or the, the the Japanese doctors in that were united with the Nazi. Uh, yep. And at Fort Detrick, Maryland, it's named after a Nazi. Detrick yep. is named after a Nazi scientist. And Fort Detrick is always it's been a bioweapons center in America, right? Well, and then at Tavistock, um, yeah. that was started in World War II as well. And it, it just continued and they just merged forces. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Okay, where can people reach you? Where can they learn more about? I know you just wrote another book and you got to tell us about that. And where can they get that and learn more about this case against Francis? Okay, well, that's the book, Memoirs of a Revolutionary. It's, it's kind of, a, it isn't really a memoir about me. It's about the last 50 years and politically and globally what's been going on, how the world has shifted towards a corporatocracy, right? And that's on Amazon, just put in Kevin Anna. Um, I'm starting a new column during the week, commentary, uh, called Annette's Weekly. It's just kind of a commentary on political events. That's posted at um, republicofkanata.ca under breaking news. And murderbydecree.com, of course, is the other one to follow under ITCCS, uh, ITCCS updates. Has all of our news about all of this stuff. And every week, Sunday, I do, still doing my blog radio show, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern bbsradio.com slash here we stand and if you want to write to me it's angelfire101 at protonmail.com that's absolutely excellent thank you for everything you're doing and you continue thank to you do too. thank you for being a pillar and a leader an example of what we all need to do to fight back thank you sarah and likewise um good luck with i, I assume your show is still up and active and <laughs> it's active it's growing actually i just i yeah. I, Good. yeah, I just published the growth chart for my audio podcast. That's what's growing the most is my audio oh, yeah. podcast. Although Spotify right. just deleted me again, but still, I, it's still growing faster. And my website, it, you know, it's a little harder on videos and things that goes in. It's still, it's still growing. I shouldn't complain, but you know, Good. not like it should be. Well, good. I'll give you updates very soon about this latest uh, breaking news about the native chiefs uh, willing to arrest Bergoglio. So I, I'd like to I'd like to see that and good for them and good for everybody fighting back. And thank you so much for joining us today. Okay, Sarah. Talk to you soon. 